Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ladies and gentlemen, football ramble time. James is here. Hi. Peter's here. Yeah. Lukey Moore's here. Hi. Right. Uh, the, the, the Premiership's over. Not forever. Not no. forever. Yeah, we'll for some of us, in it is, August. Yeah. <laughs> start up again in about two weeks. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it tends to do that. Uh, but before we do that, um, we t- before we talk about that, FA Cup final songs. What's exactly, your favourite? Exactly. It's FA Cup final day on Saturday, Marcus. It is, yeah. I'll do the links for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you won the competition to do the opening one, so, <laughs> so there right? you go. Okay. FA Cup final songs, gentlemen, what ones do we remember? I can remember Chaz and Dave Tottenham one with Ozzy Ardiles. Something about his, le- his legs going all trembly or something. Ozzy's like going to Wembley, it, yeah. his knees have gone all trembly. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, remember that Come one. on, you sp- good one, good yeah, one. Do they, do they ever bother the charts, these ones? Okay. Do they, 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 they bother the charts? <laughs> <laughs> they don't do at all anymore, do they? No, <laughs> and in a way, I think that's why the FA Cup has lost its magic. It's an argument, James. It's part of the reason, without a shadow of a doubt, James. Mm. I, I, uh, I remember uh, the Bob Mortimer and Chris Rear song, Let's Dance for the Middlesbrough FA Cup uh, final. That sounds abysmal. In the exactly second, I, I mean, Bob s- Mortimer looked like shit. And uh, <laughs> so did Chris Rea. Chris Rea looked even worse. Yeah, I've, st- I've seen Chris Rea once in real life, and he's tiny, and he looks like a homeless man. <laughs> he's got a really unkempt beard and stuff. I oh, once saw Bob Mortimer in a really, really fancy members bar uh, with cans of lager in a carry bag underneath the... Uh, Table. Underneath the table, That's pouring them into glasses. <laughs> Didn't, you know when um, Jarvis Cocker ran on stage with Michael Jackson at the Brit yeah. Awards? Apparently, Bob Mortimer defended him against it in some sort of court thing. <laughs> really oh, yeah, weird. Because he, he used to be a barrister. He's a good lad, Bob Mortimer. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's great. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ah, Chelsea won with Suggs. That was the same final, I think. Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah. Gonna make it a blue day. Yeah. Blue day. They still sing that now. Yeah, it's, it was rubbish then. It's rubbish now. <laughs> it's the first song of madness, that, isn't it? <laughs> Thugs walking up your driveway. Hey, hey, you having that once, <laughs> Marcus? Don't not laugh just because we're on the show. You would laugh normally. <laughs> on the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man United. You know, what was the one they did? They did that status quo one, didn't they? I'm really struggling to find a good one. I'm going to say, like, <laughs> to actually pick one. a favourite is very it? hard. No one can move, move, move like a red tribe dude. Oh yeah. yeah. No, not yes. the red tribe dude. Not like a red, red tribe, tribe dude. dude. No, 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 it was dude in my mind. It's not like my Bart Simpson. <laughs> in my mind, it was dude. I remember. Was, it, was that definitely an FA Cut one? There was one with Stryker as well. Michael Parker, Palestine. Oh, that, that was one. FA Cup final. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was I'm quite sure a famous that was. one. Yeah, I mean, that was all right. Come on, new reds, come on, new reds. Oh. That was 93, 94, maybe. Yeah, reds for 90 minutes. Yeah, we go, United. man. United, yeah. there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's never 90 minutes, though, with Alex Ferguson tapping no. his watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, political. <laughs> I, wouldn't really. like, I wouldn't like to be Alex Ferguson right now. Ooh, yeah, he's getting old, isn't he? I'd much rather be him than be, uh, than be Mike Ashley, Pete. Well, you having that? That moves straight on to the relegation business. 
Oh, Peter. We all joined up in a pub, didn't we? We all yeah. went to the pub. Yeah, we did, yeah. With some uh, seasoned ramble listeners turned up, which yeah. yeah, they're all ramblers. All ramblers. Aren't, they, aren't they lovely fellas? I can they're only really hope are. the rest of you are that nice. Mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> mixed bag. Mixed, mixed bag. bag. Yeah, mixed bag. Yeah. We, me and Luke got a bit too drunk. Oh, uh, so Jim, I didn't get home till quarter past eleven. <laughs> Jim was already drunk when he turned And up. I had egg all over my trousers. <laughs> don't even eat eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and all over your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Pete, you took, it, you took it in good grace. And I think it's fair to say at this point in time, that Pete isn't a sort of uh, typical he, he, sort of up in the you know, shirt off Newcastle fan. He's well, quite he had his shirt on. He had his shirt well, on. No, I, don't think we, I don't think we had anything uh, to shout about second half, to be fair. Yeah, nothing to shout about all season, mate. Well, it, I think the second half was just <laughs> right. indicative of the general <laughs> malaise that, uh, that yeah. Newcastle United have been all season. It was the most whimpering last day of the yeah, season. Yeah, well, it really, really was. No one got a point. It's, like, it's like pretty much every player on the pitch has decided, well, I'm not going to be in next season anyway, so it doesn't really matter that much. One got one shitty goal. It was. It was such a cruel way yeah, to yeah, go. got a feel for Damien Duff. Yeah, Jesus. And, and, and Damien Duff, I think it's fair to say, has, has, has acquitted himself well. He's, he has worked hard. He's been put out of position and, and he's not been one of those sort of... I wouldn't say he's been a mercenary, do you know what I mean? No. I'm not saying he won't prove himself no, to be a mercenary No, but I mean, you've got, you got to sort of think that... that, that with, well, um, Marcus was just saying that uh, he's already pledged his future to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has he really? Yeah, yeah did Jay came out to who's Oh, to, to Newcastle. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 I'll pledge my future to Arsenal. <laughs> I'll pledge my future to the Premiership. Yeah. You know. I'd like to make a motion for you lot to support or reject that next season the Premier League could be overwhelmingly poor, even poorer than this season, as the, like, the polarisation between the top sort of four or five teams. Because mm. you think about it, right, and I'm not, I may be wrong, I may prove be proven wrong in time but you've got the top three teams the top and then Arsenal fourth probably again mm. and then after that you've got a bank of sort of Everton, Man City, Villa and Spurs Fulham mm. that's your eight well no hang on a second there's your, there's your eight I would say of next season then apart from Fulham who have overachieved this season with a good manager every Great single manager. other team in that division could be poor really yeah. poor yeah. So you could, you Best league in the world, though, Luke. Well, is it, though? Surprise is you pay for having those eight amazing teams. Well, but where, of, where do you think Rangers and Celtic are going to finish there? Think of the standard, though. You've got the three promoted teams who are obviously going to struggle straight away. You've got Hull, Stoke, Portsmouth and Sunderland still yeah. in the league. That's seven really poor teams. Yeah, no disrespect to any of them. I support one of those teams, so I'm not having a pop. Remind us which one. Uh, Portsmouth. Oh, yeah. So, se- so seven out of, the th- out of the 20 automatically are going to be poor next season. And what does that say about the league? It says that the Premier League's upside down and the relegation running is going to be the, the focal point of the season. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a real shame. Just, it's, it's all just it's a, a big shame. shame. It's a shame that you're going you're to... Lot, lot no, it is, you're right. A lot of fans are going to be paying Premier League prices for mm. what is like really not that good quality football. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of dross. You know, for <laughs> yeah. Hull and Sunderland and Stoke to all stay up. 35 like, I mean, feasibly, they, they could have all gone yeah. down. So, not, yeah, 35 points. Middlesbrough even. scored 28 goals. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, did they get their 29th yesterday? Yeah. Uh, they Give might have done, yeah, I'm not sure. Could, yeah. If you can stay up in the top division in this country by not even getting a point a game... Yeah. Okay, so, come on. That's poor. Yeah, come that on. Is, isn't it? Yeah, looking at it like that. Yeah, it's unbelievable, really. And like you say, Middlesbrough, I mean, they went down. They were, they were, they were terrible. But, I mean, we're, yeah. we're kind of slagging it off, but, I mean, Phil Brown was loving it. What the hell? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> one embarrassing. One deflected goal. <laughs> really and he's just singing. <laughs> yeah. I thought they'd won the league. Two <laughs> games. They won two games since December. Yeah. He couldn't get out of it, could he? Yeah. What was I mean, he singing? Like, well, he sang We Were Staying Up, and then the other one, I, I think it was... Uh, I Can't Help Falling In Love With You. I think it was just... No, no it was. better not have been. <laughs> Tom Jones with his little beard. I think <laughs> I think he was saying no one can move, move, move like a, a red tribe. Really. No, he wants to do that. <laughs> that was his yeah. But he's just, he just, I don't know how they're going to get on next season, but they need to sign mm. a lot of players. Well, it's, like they'd, it's like they'd had the sort of second season slump, like from December onwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they got two seasons into one 
season. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, Wait, it, season two half. But they could stay up again. I mean, the whole now because they still, <laughs> still up this season could start for the next four or five seasons because you've always got the three promoter teams coming up. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Bullard's going to be delighted that they've stayed up. <laughs> that, that, that very yeah. nearly looked like yeah, the worst move you could possibly have made. Don't don't speak ill of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still alive. Jimmy Bullard's not dead. No, <laughs> no, absolutely. Bloody not. Allegedly. We no. don't know for, for sure. Pete, do you think Alan Shearer is going to stay? Um, I think he's sort of making those sort of noises. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's funny, like, what, what does he want out of his career? You know what I mean? He'd have, he'd have three more years on the Match of the Day couch. Do you know what I hated? I mean, Lineker said on Match of the Day, after the match he sort of said, well, and it was only a number of weeks ago where he was sat on the couch there. I was like, he's not dead, guys. <laughs> 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 what are going on about it? I think, I think you have got to be fair to him and say that he's not had a chance to sign any players. I'm not saying he'd be a genius in the transfer market. No. Like that, but his his record as as Newcastle United manager. I mean, I know it's you difficult. Can't, for him. You can't, it can hardly have got worse. You can't no. judge his managerial. But I, th- I think what credits. I think no, what but he can hardly was, have done any worse, could he? I think I th- what Ashley was counting on was that Newcastle would get that lift yes. that teams generally do, and they yeah. get a new manager. That's statistically happen, true. So yeah, and it just never materialised. Yeah, I mean, some of the first match. Shape. I mean, why take charge before a Liverpool match? You know, you know <laughs> yeah. you're going to get beaten. So <laughs> <laughs> why, why that rationale? Just wait a week. That's the attitude. Just wait a week. That's what I said. <laughs> I just think I just think that it was a team that had forgotten how to win matches, forgotten to put any top performances together, forgotten how to run a midfield, and uh, we we just have to go down. I don't think we were the worst. Uh, I don't think we were the third worst team in the league. To be fair, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Sunderland were worse than us. I think a whole second half of the season was just awful. It was much of a match, so it could be any yeah. one of them. I think I think you're just yeah. probably a bit unlucky, but I think Newcastle on paper. I mean, on paper, do they deserve to be there? I don't know. I mean, the players you look at, they've got. But, I mean, those players haven't proven themselves to be anything but other than is, poor for a whole year. But yeah. this, is, this, is the, this is the trouble. You know, yeah. we talk about the big money in football where players, you can just see they don't really have the love for the game anymore. Yeah. They just, they just, But they think to themselves, yeah, but I'm getting a load of money. I might as well hang around in the game for another few years and stuff. You know, and, and unfortunately, I think that's, that's I mean, something that's that's really killed them for some pl- Something about the, the body language of Mark Viduka well, screams that. Yeah. I don't know what it... Because people always make this assumption about him. And I don't... You know, it's not like he talks about... That in interviews, and I don't know where it comes it's from. Just but it does... actually on the pitch, like yeah, Berbatov, isn't it? A bit yeah, like absolutely. That well. Not that he's as good as Berbatov. So but I mean, uh, I mean, what is it like? Four or fifth in the wage league tables, or something? We are. That's yeah, going to be hard. Yeah, there's the a piece. There's a piece in the um, in the Observer this week saying that Newcastle, to all intents and purposes, if you take the football out of it, run themselves as like a Champions League club. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. They, they don't get anywhere near the Champions League. <laughs> but, I mean, what you got to look at? I mean, it, I think we, sh- we should. It's only fair we point it out. That um, in three seasons, Bobby Moore, uh, Bobby Moore, <laughs> so Bobby Robson finished fifth, third, and fourth in yeah. three seasons, and got sacked. Yeah, definitely. I mean, That's it was right. that I, whole. I, I think, I think, but, but I think by the time uh, I, I think he was kind of running himself into the ground. Uh, be, he was seventy-two, I, wasn't he? When he I, I yeah. just, I just think he was. I just think he wasn't. They could have handled when it he started. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, year, it should, you know? of course, it should have. They could have, they could have got the right man in, for example. Well, so they, they, yeah. they probably were a bit hasty getting rid of Allardyce. I know he didn't have the best start, but I mean, they'd still be up mm. if, if Allardyce mm. was in charge. And you said, Luke, when he took over at Blackburn, you said for all his faults and for all his ugly football and his ugly face, yeah, I hate Allardyce. He'll keep him up, but he will, yeah. And he kept them up quite comfortably in the end. We, we always knew that was going to happen. I mean, I wouldn't pay. I mean, I probably. You know, I know you're going to talk about some some Blackburn um, some Blackburn season ticket prices a bit later on, but I mean, I wouldn't pay a penny to watch a 
some adult side. No, <laughs> no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I promise you, because I don't, I, don't, I don't like the way I play football. Well, I just think, never got the England job. I, then. I don't think that's what it's all about. But I mean, he lumps the ball up to sort of centre halves all for the second half of the yeah. season, and get, but he gets enough points to stay up. And these days, unfortunately, that's the name of the game. Well, Tony Pulis would agree with you. There's nothing else you can do, is there? For the sort of for the sort of money trying to keep Kevin Keegan happy, why would you rather keep Dennis Wise happy than and no. get rid of Kevin Keegan? Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. watch him walk out the door. Yeah, a it's big just, fucking shitstorm. Yeah. Excuse my language. Yeah, it's just, true though. Huge, just for the deranged sake, attitude. For the I sake I of Dennis think, Wise. Yeah, I don't think Kevin Keegan's a fantastic manager, but I don't think he would have gotten relegated. I, oh, I don't know. I mean, no, I think no. Keegan didn't seem to be ever given a proper chance, did he? And it's like, why bring him back if you're just going to... Yeah. It's basically a big PR stunt that they hadn't thought through. It's like, oh, no. he's, he's in charge now. Shit. Obviously, none of us know what went on behind the scenes, but I mean, it must have been pretty serious for him to leave. Yeah. So I think it was to do with... Like, I mean, like, it's unlike Kevin Keegan to walk at the first sign of trap, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's just all been a bit of a circus. Yeah, and, and I think Newcastle have suffered from just a lot of the off-pitch stuff. As well. Don't forget the effect Joey Barton probably has on the fucking oh, morale of that yeah. squad. Where's he going to go? Control. Well, nowhere. He'll stay. 60 grand a week. Cheers. <laughs> Where would he go? Well, I'm sure <laughs> surely they'll want to get him off the way. He can't finish they? a game without getting sent off. He plays them. It doesn't make any fucking difference. Just sit around, train all week, do a Winston Bohart and just go home at the weekend. But I, mean, he, I he, know he, that. You know that. We all know that. But, you know, this is Newcastle we're talking about but people sort of say well we're going to have to get rid of a lot of people uh, off the wage bill after that season's performance who would sign any of them yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I can see people. Allardyce will sign Barton, I expect. Michael Owen has been relegated. It's, un- it's yeah, just it's incredible. Yeah. I, th- I think I Mickey could see Bart- him probably Mickey ending Bart up at well. City, maybe. He's not going to go anywhere apart from City unless he takes a massive wage yeah. cut. As simple as that. But I, I, do f- I do feel for Newcastle, obviously. And I think hopefully it'll be a case of taking a step back was to better take a few steps forward long term. Yeah. But yeah. This, in a way, this will force their hand. It will force them to make decisions. It will force them to do things. And Mike Ashley will have to make a decision whether he wants to stay at the club or not. Mm. And if he does, he'll have to go about it properly. He won't, he won't, it's no- but who's going to buy? That club. Well, exactly. They, they were on the side for such a long time, weren't they? But yeah, he's not. Well, who's, well, he's, he's, t- no, he's not for making terrible financial decisions <laughs> and terrible. I don't know how he made terrible his money, but it decisions. seems to be. Mm. And, and also, I, I, if I was in the championship now and I was an established championship club, I'd be a little bit annoyed because it will be a case of the circus coming to town to a certain <laughs> extent. Yeah, and sort of what's Newcastle up to this week? It's like the David Beckham in the MLS. It's just I just yeah. think it's. Uh, I'm not saying that um, we're the Billy Big Balls around here, but I'm just saying that the, uh, the it's it's going to be a little bit galling um, for. Mm. I mean, I think it's. The BBC's taking the race for uh, the championship next year, aren't oh, they? Really? Really? So, yeah. oh, that's great. So I don't know. I, I don't know what sort of coverage that's going to that's going to take. Well, a bit but... like Beckham in the MLS. Perhaps Newcastle will raise the profile. <laughs> <laughs> the championship. Yeah. There's no circus at Fulham. No, no. Oh. What a magnificent. There's a season. cottage. There is. A there actually is a cottage <laughs> yeah. on the ground. It's brilliant. But uh, why Hodgson is just an fantastic I love him. job. Absolutely love yeah, him. I do. I do. I think I, th- I think that um, they need to be careful next year though, because in, in the in the UEFA Cup yep. or whatever it's called now, they're going to be. But with Hodgson, he's no fool. No. no, but they just might. They'll, they'll be overstretched. You know, he said that we don't have the squads of the top four. You know, so we're just going to enjoy it. Really, I they, need, they, they really, really need to hang on to um, Hangerland as well. Yeah, it's really important. I think now they qualify for Europe, they may well do. But yeah. it's, the problem with them is that obviously they're not packing in forty-five thousand every week, so no. they may not be able to increase their wage bill to such an extent that they can mm. cope with all the competitions they've got to be well, in. The, the Europa League is going to be absurd. I mean, to get to the final is nineteen games. That's half a season. Bloody yeah. hell. that's just absurd. I think in this season's UEFA Cup, and it's going to get worse next season, but I think this season's UEFA Cup is 137 games in the UEFA Cup this season. 
Bloody Nora. That's unbelievable, isn't it? It is. It is That's absolutely unbelievable. unbelievable. The, I mean, the amount of teams... Once the teams go out after the group stages, which like it's two from groups of five, mm. yeah. and then all the Champions League rejects go in. So I think well, the, the group happen. stages lose about 12 teams in all. <laughs> the Champions League... Just madness. The, the teams that don't don't qualify in the, the earlier rounds of the Champions League shouldn't go into that. No. No, but it, it's, the, it's the reason why the players only matters is just trying to recoup as much money yeah, as Yeah, in the words of the UEFA, cha-ching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently clubs lose money, though, participating oh, in it. It's yeah. that it's that sort of poorly attended. I think, right, I think Roy Hodgson's would uh, have fun in Europe, though. He's a European cultured manager. Yeah. I, was, I was saying this to um, one of our good uh, listeners, David, at the pub the, uh, the other day when we were there watching the football. That, well, we just said, How has Roy Hodgson never managed England? He yeah. was in the shortlist, wasn't he, but, before McLaren? <sighs> Yeah, but the, when McLaren got in, it was really actually Allardyce and McLaren, and to a lesser extent, like sort of Kerbisley. No, there was, there was, wasn't wasn't Hodgson on that list as well? No, oh, I thought he was. He was, it was a kind of a, a very much an outsider. Where was Hodgson at the time, though? You forget he's managed Inter, you know. It's just, yeah. yeah. He's made, uh, he's made lots, lots of different Yeah. Things. Assuming that the, the state of English managers is the, the same when Capello leaves, I'd like to see Hodgson. Well, didn't, didn't Hodgson, um, before he took the Fulham job, wasn't he offered a job as um, a director of football at Inter? I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think I he might have been. Right, yeah. he's, he's, he's loved there, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, listen, he's done a fantastic job. They've overachieved, and, and, mm. and you can't ask for any more than that. But he's also heralded in Scandinavia, in, in, in Norway in particular, for really helping the Norwegian game progress. Mm. You know, yeah, magnificent man. So, let's keep it with English managers. Mm-hmm. One, perhaps, with not the same reputation, Harry Redknapp. Um, <laughs> he's been told that he's going to have to sell players to buy players. Obviously, there's not much of a budget there. Do you think that'll put, a, he won't, he won't put like an end to sort of nonsense speculation <laughs> about players like no. David Villa moving to Spurs? No, How much will that piss Redknapp off? <laughs> well, not you know, having a big You know pop. that um, <laughs> apparently the reason David Bentley's not made an appearance for the last sort of few weeks is because um, if he makes one more appearance, um, mm. Tottenham have to pay Blackburn another sum of money in the instalments, and that's going to come out of Redknapp's uh, transfer budget for the summer, so he doesn't want to play. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that really? That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. I, 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 I believe that the final fee was, what, 15 million, but I don't think mm. Tottenham have paid anywhere near that. I think they pay five or six so far. So how yeah, many, a, how a many... lot of deals are staggered like that, aren't they? But mm. still, it's a strange, so strange I, I mean, way to do it. Because, I mean, surely if you've bought him in the intention that he's going to be good, he's going to hit that amount of appearances. But Redknapp's not made bought that him, many. So, yeah, I guess yeah. so. But but even so, it's a strange way to... I think, right it is. I, and I think I think it is, but I think that's because um, that's the way it works, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bentley left in the summer. No. Yeah, I think he'll leave. Mm. I don't know, no idea too, but... Arsenal, but, maybe? But, <laughs> but, 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 he's still will, will fondly talk, remembered that. That's talk, right. Don't be surprised if um, if Redknapp um, is talking about signing Owen. Yeah, no, that, that, that'll probably be a saga. And Beck- what saga do you think it'll be? Oh, yeah, no, Beckham, yeah, maybe. Any, anyone! Do you think, <laughs> well, do, do, do you was, think Tevez to Liverpool will drag on and on and on? Yeah, that's got to be sorted out one way or the other. Though. I, 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 Please. Don't, I, think, yeah. I don't think he'll go to Liverpool. Never, never in a million years, surely. What is... Why not? Mascherano's there. I just honestly believe he wants to be playing for, for, for Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he, he wants to be playing, though, doesn't he? Not have a choice. Though, the problem, though, yeah. have a choice. They were loving it. They were all fans chanting Argentina yeah, and all yeah, this kind of stuff. Tevez is a very likeable oh, player. He really you'd, is. You'd, you'd never get Argentinian fans shouting England. No. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you never get an English international going to Argentina. So <laughs> oh, because it's abroad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And not the Premiership. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I think English footballers think that like sort of those sort of <laughs> nations are just a group of players who just come and play. They don't exist outside of football. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, uh, well, if we're going to go to uh, South America, let's go there properly. Okay. Um, the Copa Libertadores. See you in a bit. Uh, yeah. oh. Quarterfinals. Uh, you've got um, some of the big boys are there. Some of the Brazilian sides, Grêmio, oh, Sao Paulo. are out, aren't they? Boca are out. Grêmio, Sao Paulo, Cruzeiro, um, Palmeiras, uh, Estudiantes from Argentina. Only 
Argentinian side left in it. Two Uruguayan sides, Nacional and, and Defensor. Good Defensor name. Defensor knocked out of Boca, didn't they? I, be- I believe so, yeah. yeah. But the big surprise is Caracas FC of Venezuela in the quarterfinals for the first time. Uh, and they're having a real upset. Having all the Mexican sides pulled Boycott out as a yeah. swine flu. There is something. They, they've boycotted yeah. it as a result of the South American Football Association's reaction to swine flu, saying that no team would go to Mexico and fulfill yeah. their fixtures. And they had to play over one leg in the other countries yeah. so Mexico said so we're not having that yeah yeah. So that, well, no, I, think, I think it was a case of that they decided didn't they have a neutral venue which was I think Colombia maybe because it was but yeah but Colombia didn't agree to yeah, it well Colombia were like hang on a minute <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want these people turning up they're <laughs> going to be you know we don't want that so it's a shame but it's I mean yeah Boca, Boca went out I mean I, I think Raquel May was sort of off form which is mm. you know the enigmatic Raquel May mm, but, mm. Uh, but our good friend Rupert from uh, southamericanfootball.co.uk which is a really good website actually for all your uh, South American uh, football news he was saying just the Copa Libertadores is such a brilliant tournament oh, it's, it's always actually, won it's by different teams exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you never get the same sort of teams in the last was it last year uh, LDU Quito yeah won yeah. it you know, Ecuadorian just, side yeah, yeah that's yeah, right yeah. yeah just incredible yeah great tournament the European equivalent of the Copa Libertadores is called the UEFA Champions League the Champions League a big match that uh, <laughs> happens once a year James or Jim and I are bloody going. We're only bloody going. In fact, yeah. by the time you've heard this, James or Jim and I have gone. Yeah, we've, we've been, been there. We've come and back. It was fantastic. We've been stabbed in the <laughs> arse by Roma fans. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Pete have got to hold the fort, haven't we, Pete? Yeah, we've got to We just, appreciate that. We've got to clean yeah, the floors. Yeah. Mm. With Ramble HQ. <laughs> well, well <laughs> James, is, up. James is better half sorted it out. She said, you know, yes. who, are the, who are the best looking two? Yeah. We've, we've got to send them out. No, to, keep to them at home. That's what she said. She said, keep them at home so I can have my way with them. Yeah. Send the other two up. No, I'm exactly going to a wedding said. so I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you guys are having a cracking time. Yeah, take well. your boots. Take your boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you never know. Well, so by the time this has come out, we, we've had a cracking time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've taken our brilliant. boots. It's yeah, all, it's all bit, it's gone a bit. Who would have thought that I would have been invited to take the winning penalty? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And miss. So that's a. Big thank you to Victoria Anscombe for sorting that yeah, out. Thanks. Well done for that. Thanks well for done for that. Thanks <laughs> for that, I should be saying. Thanks, thanks for sorting them out. Me and Pete are going to stage our own like, Champions League final down the park. Yeah, hang on. Aren't we, Pete? Yeah, we are, yeah, Pete, yeah. Pete and I. Pete and I, sorry, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to make it so that I win. <laughs> you're going to ask, you're gonna have to tell Pete that. Uh, no, I just decided. Okay. Well, we've seen you play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a potentially amazing final. It was really an amazing really final. It was <laughs> superb, listeners. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's the final that should have been the final. Yeah. yeah. The two best teams in Europe, without a doubt, probably the world. So it's, it's, it's awesome. I just hope it, um, it lived up to it. James and I will be telling you about our experiences of that next time. Next yeah. time. All through the Ramblers, because the TV cameras only give you so much. You should take a dictaphone and record what you're doing and stuff. I'm going to draw it and I'm going to um, <laughs> bring a flick book mm. and then we'll do a video podcast of it. And oh, you'll, just, you'll get so much more insight than oh. you normally would if you just watched it with your eyes. Bloody mm. love that, me. Eric Cantona has come out and said that he wants to be Manchester United manager one day. Again. Mm. Well, he said, that this is the, this is a, a direct quote from, from the big man. He said, I will guide probably the strongest team in the world. I don't know when it'll happen, but on the Manchester United bench, my name is already written. <laughs> uh, he continued to say, for me, the only alternative to Manchester United is guiding the England team. I can assure you that sooner or later you will see me guiding England because I have history at Manchester United and I am number one. He's just got this what entire other reality in his head, isn't it? It's great. It's brilliant. No, I, I, th- I think that's fair enough. Would you be I... up for him, England manager? No. No, God <laughs> Christ, no. <laughs> it'd be mental. It'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like uh, Maradona managing Argentina, but Tom's yeah. billion. 
Yeah, it would. We don't even English. He's an doctor. I love the way he thinks of himself as like an honorary Englishman, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, because the English took to him, and, and yeah. I don't think the French ever really did. And he got obviously got. Do you, you remember know, what I was telling you that time when, it, when he was on a, a French football program on the TV in France, obviously, and he was arguing with these journalists about I think it was something to do with his career. And oh no, they were slagging off English journalists. That's right, these French mm. guys. And he said, yes, but in England at least they recognised my genius. <laughs> <laughs> and the French guys were, and he was arguing them, and he basically went, just get out of the studio, and he. <laughs> carry on the programme until these journalists cool. left. <laughs> and they left. <laughs> have you seen... Have you, it was in that film, wasn't it? I think it's called something like The Overeater, where he wore a hilarious Eddie Murphy-style fat suit. Yeah. Yeah. Is there another, is there another Ken Loach film coming out at the moment? So yeah. can't at the moment. Finding Eric? Yeah. yeah that, that I'll go and right. see that. I, had, I love a bit of Eric. We had an email, actually, from someone saying, um, why don't you do a Cantona profile? We've already done it, actually. Yeah, so you done Cantona, up. so sorry about that. But we, we try and make the, uh, the old shows as difficult as possible to get hold of. <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't want to hear it. They'll be released in 50 years' time. Yeah. There are other leagues that exist outside the Premiership. Um, the Bundesliga is one of them, and Wolfsburg have won it for the first time in their their history. Yeah, well done mm. to them. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well great. done to them. They had a great result at the last of the season as well, didn't they? 5-1. Against? Word of Bremen. That's Absolutely right. hammered them. Yeah. They're no, like, minnows either. No, no. Yeah. It's a real tight finish. Uh, it was. In Germany. And Bremen, of course, UEFA Cup finalists. Yeah. Against uh, Sheffield. They missed that as well, didn't they? Um, oh, it's it's quite odd. Uh, Felix Magath, I think that's, that's pronounced Yeah, he's, he's coach, yeah. Yeah, he's leaving Wolfsburg for Schalke. I don't know whether that was yeah. already pre... Must have been, yeah. It seems an odd one. Armin Vey's taking over. But he's, he'll, either, he'll either be gutted that he's leaving it was already pre-arranged. Or, it just seems like a funny one. Isn't Sammy yeah. Hippier off to Hamburg? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I think it's Hamburg, yeah. I thought Benitez was a bit harsh, not even starting him for the last unnecessary game of the season. No, but I think he Spurs. wanted to get a stand on the motion, didn't he? Well, he could have taken him off for I 15 minutes so, yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, he nearly he, scored as well. Yeah, he did, the off the line, wasn't it? Yeah. You see the crowd as well with their big Sammy thing. Yeah, they're yeah. loving him there. Yeah, yeah. yeah Absolutely yeah. loving him there. Uh, Rangers also won the SPL. Yeah, well done to them. And Strachan's gone. Strachan's yeah, that's gone. really strange, isn't it? Did, what are the reasons behind it? Does anyone know? At the time of recording, it's, only, it's, it's just said more news to follow, so I'm not sure. But I, I, he's been there four seasons on the now. So one thing I'd say about Rangers was I thought they were they did quite well to find Lafferty for being such a yeah. play acting so and so. Lafferty's got a checker pass has been a bit of a prick anyway. Really yeah, saying. He, he looks like one as well. But no, <laughs> Rangers didn't have to do that. No, that's a step in the right direction. I think that's an example. Hopefully, others others will follow. Yeah, but that was a bit of a it was a disgrace. He got that the other, he got the other disgrace. Yeah. But the thing is, if it, if it was the World Cup final and it was an Englishman who did that to get like a, a German so sent off or whatever, but what would you think about it? I th- I'd be ashamed. Yeah, I, mm. think, I think I, I really would be. Well. Yeah. Whereas, whereas in some countries like in Spain and Argentina, they celebrate it. They yeah. they think that's clever play. Yeah, yeah. They, no, they do. That's and part they, of their culture. I know. Oh, yeah, well, I said, well, I said like, um, you know, when I was in Argentina, they, I said, what would you do if your man dived in the last minute of the World Cup final? They said that's. That's even better than a normal goal. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, that's classic. (laughs) No, it really just is seen as part of the game, isn't it? The sort of of bending the rules with your own sort of breaking the rules. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's it's not. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's got to be just a different culture, isn't it? I mean, Mm. it's it's not something that we. Maradona loved it with the handball against. Oh yeah, he still does love it. He said something like, "I felt like I'd pickpocketed the English." Yeah, he still does love it. In his book, he's always he's loving it. He does. He's unashamedly proud of it. Yeah, that couldn't have gone better for him. Scoring possibly the greatest goal of all time and a handball yeah that was a great afternoon that, is the, that yeah. is the two sides of Diego Maradona right yeah. there one of the weirder things that happened um at the on the end of, at the end of the season I was um 
Paolo Maldini send off? Um, oh yeah. Did you, did you see about that? Yeah, they yeah. lost. They lost at home to Roma three two. Three two. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he was getting loads of abuse from the fans. I mean, yeah, not all of them. It's yeah, a yeah, it wasn't a huge amount, but it was, they still had banners. A few of the ultra. That here. is disgraceful. Yeah, like, one, I've got what some of the banners said here. Right, one of them reads, "Thanks, Captain. On the pitch, you were an undying champion, but you had no respect for those who made you rich." Yeah. And this is apparently because Maldini was never one for sort of like just brown nosing with the ultras and things like that, and just yeah. sort of getting in among the fans and like it, you know he'd criticise them if they were criticising the team because obviously that doesn't help the team and uh, there's another one that said for your 25 years of glorious service you have the thanks of those who you called mercenaries and misers yeah. <laughs> Muzzy, yeah. Oh, isn't it? yeah. yeah. And another He's one. Been at that club his whole career. Yeah, yeah I know. And there's, there's another one. Kids um, wouldn't get that. With a big number six on it that said, "There is only one captain, Barese." Come on. <laughs> yeah, but, but that was that was Barese holding it. Though. <laughs> 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 I imagine it was. Maldini said on it because he was hounded by like the journalists outside the ground. Obviously, in his last game, and he said um, he still handled himself with dignity because he said, "Oh, I'm proud because I'm a man, not like them." Yeah, absolutely. He just oozes class, pal. He does. He's in the Dean Windass Hall of Fame already. Yeah, so that right. was. And he's the captain of the club. Have you just made that decision, have you? Yeah, on the basis of that story. That'll be Brian Clough's decision. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Clough will make that decision. (laughs) And Barry Davis will comment on it. (laughs) (laughs) Ted John! Emails! Your best one so far. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, you, right. He's topping it every week. Oh, <laughs> you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> yeah, great Please. trumpet playing by Pete there. Yeah, fantastic. Live in the studio as well. <laughs> he, he flicked his synthesizer to trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you, Pete? What? Didn't you? Exactly. Peter. See, Peter. ringing in his ears. You? <laughs> <laughs> You'll figure it out in due course. <laughs> um, word up, chaps. Love your work with the podcast. Very kind. Just wanted to ask Luke if he has had any luck with cancelling his subscription to Satanta. Ah, oh. this is an ongoing thing a number yeah. of episodes back no not, episodes. not really because uh, every time I go to cancel it now there's, they tempt me in with something that I really want to see the recent one is like one coming up is that David Hay boxing match so I really want to see that so I'm not going to cancel so I'll like, oh yeah I'll cancel it after that and then something else will come along so. okay well uh, well, this Martin tried to cancel his subscription and he phoned him up and said he, he wanted to cancel and the guy on the other end of the phone said okay sir is it a cost issue with you have with Satanta and, he, and Martin replied no I have an issue with the generally poor signal and unbelievably bad bad pundits um, and I'd rather go to my local pub and watch the game there and not have to go through the inane chit chat that is served up by Steve McManaman and Les Ferdinand Tim Effing Sherwood and the rest of those leave morons Steve, leave Al Macker out of that leave yeah. the king L King or <laughs> Les Ferdinand <laughs> Sir Les. <laughs> Sir Les, yeah. Okay. Okay. Leave Sir Les out of this. Well, okay, so, and the rest of the morons. So the guy on the other end, in a soft, caring voice of the fo- uh, other end of the phone, said, Well, thank you for your feedback, sir. Is there any pundits you would like to suggest, maybe for next season's coverage? <laughs> and he said, Well. Marcus Speller? Uh, ma- well. Did Mar- he say Marcus Speller? Martin said, James Richardson in the studio with Jimmy Bullard and producer Pete from the Football Round. <laughs> <laughs> Deranged. He said, can I recommend commentators Barry Davis and Rod Stewart? <laughs> <laughs> Don't quite get that, but uh, his, his response... Well, how did this email not get the mental illness get on yeah. like that. <laughs> The guy on the other end of the phone said, I personally would substitute Rod Stewart for Graham Taylor. However, that sounds like a truly great lineup of guests, sir. I can assure you that I will pass these details on to the relevant department. Pete, you might get a call with him. Well, not yeah. if you send Rod Stewart. He's let everyone down there. Yeah. I could have been right in there. Yeah, but, but the, the response on the other end said it's a great lineup. He never said, "Hang on a minute, who's Pete Donaldson?" He, no. <laughs> he, he went, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." Standard, he, uh, he said. Standard. Yeah. 
Andy. Yeah, he said, yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to suggest it myself, he said. <laughs> and and, and to, to, to finish the email, he said, he then told me what I needed to do to cancel my subscription. You must travel to the lands of Alantia and slay <laughs> <laughs> the dragon. <laughs> One time I rung to town to the council and they said, all of our operators are out for a fire drill. <laughs> I mean, they'll go to any lengths necessary. That is unbelievable. Yeah. So Martin said, quite possibly one of the greatest awkward conversations I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, peace and love, uh, Martin. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Thanks, Martin, yeah. But um, what I love is the did fact they that they explain how to cancel it. So <laughs> they got lost along the way. They again. sidetrack you, so you just hang up. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're done, and then you're what not. What I love is the fact that they're taking uh, the comments on board from from uh, subscriptions yeah. <laughs> yeah. who are wanting to cancel. But it's unprecedented, Marcus. <laughs> You don't get that with Sky. No, you're flipping down. You've got that silly puppet show that they put on sometimes oh, yeah. with, uh, with Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho, yeah. and Wayne Rooney, and oh, Sven. Yeah. Why did they make a Sven doll? What? He's <laughs> like five years out of date. I what know. was that? What was that? They do. They sometimes have a. It's called You're on Tatanta, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. yeah it's like just that. like a little comedy show where they do little skits. It's just witless. It's pathetic. Yeah. I've got one here from Matthew in Perth. He uh, he picked out um, last week. I talked about uh, if you stood Norway up on its most southern point and. Mm. Dropped it yeah. southward. Morocco You'd upset a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be death. <laughs> I couldn't remember where, where I where I heard that, but uh, but but Matthew in Perth has said it was a story Billy Connolly told about yeah. a very eccentric mm. chap he met once. So thank you for that, Martin. Uh, Matthew, sorry, got his name wrong. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it's not like it's written in front of you or anything, is it? Thank you for that, Matthew. Um, <laughs> do the honours there, James. In the edit. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said he's been trying to uh, get his, his mates into, into football, he said, but myself, I'm, I'm a bit big to play. He's uh, 135 kilograms, national shot put champion, he's put... What, of Australia? Well, so, uh, uh, one Oh, yeah, Pete's asked me to ask you if you want to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> Pete said he could take you on easy. Well, um, I win in one email, taking it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, thank you for that, Matthew. Uh, next one, dear Lukey. Hello. <laughs> That's, yeah. Oh, this is where I ripped myself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is a small but passionate uh, St. Pauli following amongst Portsmouth fans. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. We yeah, obviously yeah. did St. Pauli on uh, last time's profile. Uh, reasons why St. Pauli should be your second team after Pompey. You ready? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm a willing listener. Uh, the Millentor has three sides of terracing. That's the stadium they're playing. The Reaper Barn is a great venue for shanting before and after the game. Shanting? There's shanting. A, there's a Pompey phrase. Yeah. Who's drinking? Uh, yeah. Reduced admission for the unemployed. Yeah. A crash up a lot of Pompey fucking Yeah, he's, he's assuming a lot about you, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and it gets better. Like he knows me. And it gets better. A crash for fans to leave their children. Yeah. Big, big flags. Ticker tape. Singing stroke chants in both German and English. Oh, good. That helped me out because I don't speak any German, so again, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, left wingers, outcasts, punks, dock workers, the homeless, transvestites, all welcome. Once again, I'm all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Bratwurst, beer, and fish rolls available in the ground. Passionate fans, all night. Fish rolls? Yeah. <laughs> Odd. Which. It's on the coast. All night boozing and bands in the fish market. No scummers or John Portsmouth Football Club Westwood. Well, that's a bonus. <laughs> that's um, a bonus and no mistake. So, are you, are you in there? Oh, well, I'm, I'm happy to have them as one of my uh, teams anyway. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Where's this guy's uh, Pompey fan, is he? This ch- he is. He said, because you also give a mention to the People's Republic of China Portsmouth Supporters Club, Hong Kong branch, where <laughs> I now live, please. You just have. <laughs> uh, well, I think so. They're a 
two members, uh, Empress Thomas Young, Emperor Thomas Young, sorry, and myself, Nick uh, Shrimpton. Uh, there is also another Pompey fan, comrade uh, Michael Lee in Shanghai. So 1.3 billion people and three Pompey fans. Yes. We are not taking <laughs> over the Middle Kingdom. That is from Nick. And that's a great... And he put some nice pictures in there as well. Yeah. Proving. You can't see him, though. You can't see him. No, not on the podcast. No. Uh, next email. Howdy, Ramblers. I'm writing on behalf of uh, one of the Premier League's most unfashionable teams, Blackburn Rovers. So, uh, he'd like to point out that it's the first club that have slashed uh, season ticket prices from an already reasonable £299 down to an astonishing £199 and £65 for juniors. £65 for right, juniors! That's fantastic, isn't it? That well, is them, incredible. Yeah. As he says, it's a wonderful gesture. That's just over £10 a game for adults. And it's had no media coverage. They have got this. to watch Sam Allardyce's fucking brand, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, I reckon the chairman sat Sam Allardyce down and said, look, you know, I've been doing the sums and we can't ask for more than 20 quid a game for this football. Yeah, we're taking the piss, really. Yeah. You know, you're not putting three passes together. He's also said he'd like to, to give a lot of praise to Two Guy. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, think, I think he deserves it. I think it. we're all a fan of Two Guy, yeah, 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 Two Guy looks yeah. a lot like Richard Lewis from Kobe Enthusiasm, Indeed, which I enjoy yeah. about his face. He said, uh, he said he's a fabulous technical player, scored some great goals, been a joy to watch. Uh, an ugly man who plays really beautiful football. Is he that ugly? It's strange looking. Oh, oh, dyed oh, his hair blonde recently. Yeah, am I kind of. Do I see the hair more than the face? He's one of those players who looks like he's got so much time on the ball whenever he plays. Mm. And even though he plays against some top quality opposition sometimes, and he's 38 or 39 years old, he's still a, a complete mm. different class. And he scored some he, great yeah, goals. Yeah, he, he really, really knows how to. He can ping one. Ping yeah. long ranges, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, the last point of this email is that uh, he's talking about Burnley. Obviously, he's been promoted to the Premiership. Richard Keyes had never heard of Burnley before. <laughs> no. He said that uh, he'd like to point out the rivalry between Blackburn Rovers and Burnley is very underestimated, much like the Pompey and Southampton rivalry. Yeah. He said it's it's pure hatred. He said, Wasn't there a Burnley or a Blackburn player who paid for like a plane to do one right. of those adverts over the, the stadium? So Burnley always be in Blackburn's shadow or something like that. So, really? yeah, yeah. yeah, that happened. I forget who it was. Yeah, it was same. someone quite obscure. Shame I can't remember. Robbie Savage? No. And he said that uh, even uh, in 2000, Rovers beat... Burnley at Turf Moor in Burnley and he said the Burnley fans decided to trash their own town <laughs> silly people cost 20 quid's worth of damage <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no okay um, but that's uh, from Michael Pearson so thank you very much for that Michael <laughs> oh funny stories <laughs> <laughs> lovely oh, oh. It's, it's time for James or Jim Mm. Um, the first thing I actually got sent by you, Pete, um, which <laughs> it's Stan Collingwell's regular mirror column, but apparently this is what was actually sent to the sub-editor. This is incredible. <laughs> I'm just going to read this out. I'm still reading from the intro there. Well, this is mm. what he asked the sub-editor to sort out for him, basically. Supposedly, and he yes. just, it, it seems like he'd ignored it and just printed it ad hoc. Ad hoc? Not ad hoc. Mm. What is it? Ad, right. ad, ad verbatim. It says... Newcastle do lack quality, but their squad are battling for Shearer, except Joey Barton, who they are good those Thursdays memorial, the match at Marina Dalgleish, a massive crowd I wasn't invited. <laughs> and I'm available winner at the better off without. Don't seem to have much about them, however. As much as I respect their Southgate trying to football, don't see many players in, in the who really want to play for the club. I think there are a lot of players at the Riverside who look as though they know that they will get gigs elsewhere if, if Borough go down. To in-game is further and hopefully turn out. Have my boots a last-minute end. To sub, make this make sense, please. Stan, kiss. <laughs> that is superb. No, that bit at the end I wrote. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I reckon it was maybe Stan over the phone uh, sort of doing it and the man was writing yeah, it down. Yeah, just completely right. hammered. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, I imagine the, the fellow was just writing it down shorthand and then forgot how to uh, longhand it. 
Mm. Forgot what <laughs> what he meant by whatever it was. I think it was invited I respect that Southgate trying to football. I think it's the innermost ramblings of Stan Collymore's n- mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All was missing was car park, good time, love it. <laughs> Ooh, Tonight. Allegedly. Alle- allegedly. <laughs> A listener of the ramble, Matthew Wilson, good oh, yeah. friend of ours, good friend of ours, was outside McDonald's and Leicester Square once and a limo was was outside and the window went down and it was Stan Collymore and he went oi mate where can I get a burger from round here and he was just like well there and pointed to McDonald's <laughs> and Stan then produced a Big Mac took a bite out of it and went cheers and the limo drove off how <laughs> did that happen <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable he was just like what really strange <laughs> He's a maniac. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Allegedly. He's actually, like quite good. He's actually quite good on the radio. Yeah. So it goes to show you, doesn't it? <laughs> Strange. What? What? He was a good player as well. Yeah, he cool. was. Right, this next one. This is from the BBC, and this is brilliant. Rangers defender Kirk Broadfoot was taken to hospital after an egg he was microwaving exploded no. in his face. <laughs> a 25-year-old Scotland international was poaching the egg at his home near Mockline, Ayrshire. Is that how you say it? Doesn't matter when the accident happened. It is understood hot liquid squirted onto his face Ooh. and scalded his cheek when he opened the microwave door. The footballer was treated in hospital before being allowed to go home following the incident on Sunday. How Broad- bad was it? It could actually put him out of a game. Apparently. Broadfoot had already been ruled out for the rest of the season because of other injuries anyway so we'll never know <laughs> there's an obvious pun and I'm going to say it go on. egg on his face yeah. exactly mm. <laughs> he must have made it fuck off <laughs> <laughs> let's hope um, in the transfer window another club doesn't try and poach him Jesus oh you're having that one yeah you're having that one pal good high five I'm going to move to South America though now because oh, yeah, uh, we always enjoy this <laughs> about that time isn't it yeah, yeah. About that time go. Vittoria's Adriano it's not the not the other one not the big you know big fat not the emperor yeah, not the Emperor. Not the Emperor. Vittorio's Adriano says he's distressed after nearly mounting his roommate, mistaking <laughs> him for his wife. The player was married last weekend and then flew to Curitiba. Is that it? Yeah, Curitiba. That's in Brazil, yeah. Curitiba. Yeah. For a match against Atletico Paranense before going on to Rio for another one against Vasco. Adriano's roommate said, I'm keeping away from the big man. He's amorous, but seriously, I want no man shenanigans. <laughs> It's a simple awesome. demand. Yeah. We should be at here. <laughs> to least they expect. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the name of the boy band I was in. What, man shenanigans? Yeah. <laughs> shenanigans. Were you in a boy band or were you just talking Marcus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the kind of thing I'd expect you to come out of. Yeah. Man shenanigans. Who would call their boy band man shenanigans? <laughs> you. I would. Yeah. <laughs> shenanigans, I'd call them. You were in a band called One-Eyed Willy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Damn straight. Right, this, is from, this is from a Spurs message board, actually. This has been forwarded on. Rangers, obviously, were at Dundee, where they look likely to win the SPL this week. And, and they uh, did. And indeed did. Bloody... Dundee could only give Rangers 5,000 tickets, and they were sold out Ooh. pretty much instantly, so that led to, like, obviously a lot of disappointed, burly, drunk Scottish men. So a new poster signed up on a Rangers forum and made a few nondescript post right no one pays any real attention then he started a thread that said if you want tickets for next week's title decider away to Dundee United read here since the away allocation for Rangers fans of 5,000 is long sold out tickets for the home end is the only solution but as we all know if you're not on Dundee United's official club supported database then you won't even be able to buy tickets for the home end here's what to do phone up the club shop and ask to buy a pair of Dundee United kit socks foolproof don't even mention tickets for Sunday they might become suspicious (laughs) then when they take your sock order personal details and process your payment, your details will then be stored on their system. Give it a few hours until there's a shift change, phone up again and order your home tickets for the Rangers match, and because of your sock order, you will be on their system and you'll
Mitchell. Get your match tickets. It's perfect, lads. Turned out there was no such database, and all these Ranger <laughs> fans have now got hundreds of pairs of Dundee United socks for no reason. That is brilliant. That wanna, is a great hoax. I want to know how many tickets, uh, how many socks they sold. Yeah, I hope it's thousands. I really genuinely yeah, hope it's like thousands. Great. I hope it's, it's enough for a big money transfer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that sound can only mean one thing. It's uh, profile time. <laughs> There's bats in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear idea. The profile is Dennis Nicholas Maria Burkamp. Oh. Maria! <laughs> I thought that would uh, strike a call with you. Born 10th of May, 1969, just before the summer of love. He's won the sperm race. <laughs> he has. <laughs> Do you know he was named after the famous Manchester United player Dennis Law? Oh, was he? Think D- spelt know. differently then? It is, yes. But in uh, in Dutch, if you spelt it with one N, it would be too near Denise. Okay. So they put the extra N in there to, to man-beef it up. Uh, his family were Manchester United fans, but Dennis Burkamp always admired Glenn Hoddle of Spurs the most. Mm. He said that uh, other <clears> players will tell you Pele, Maradona or Cruyff are their idols, but I will say Glenn Hoddle. People often assume he's a Spurs fan because of that, but he's not. Burkamp was brought up through the uh, Ajax famous youth system and he joined the club at 12 years old. To begin with, though, they thought Burkamp was too lightweight and not physically strong enough for football, and he he struggled a bit in the youth team, but after a few years, uh, Johan Cruyff came along and he discovered Burkham's talent and he took him away from the junior team and put him in the first team. And his first league game was in December 86. <whistles> and he soon became a regular in the, the Ajax side. Uh, they won the Dutch league in, in 1990. The, they won the UEFA Cup in 92. Very respectable. They won the Dutch Cup in 93. And from 91 to 93, Burkham was top scorer in the league. Because you often think of Burkham and you don't actually think he was the most prestigious of mm, goal scorers. No. But in the early days, you know, top scorer in the Dutch league, as I say. And he was voted... The Dutch Player of the Year in '92 and '93, and all in all, he scored 122 goals in 239 games for Ajax. That's not too shabby at all. For, and it? for a guy who was as more of a support striker as yeah. we know him to be, you know, decent. In, in 1993, he signed for Inter for for 12 million pounds. Um, Wasn't he Inter's greatest ever player? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he went with. Uh, I'm not having a go at him because it's the profile. There's no, no, no place for that in the profile. I was going to say you can't and Robbie Keane are in as greatest players anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sorry, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. But to to put it in context, when he was signed for 12 million, he was the second most expensive player in the world at the time. Mm. Johan Cruyff uh, was very surprised and actually disapproved of the move because Inter were a bit more defensive type of side. And, but Burkamp wanted a challenge and he chose Inter over clubs like Milan uh, and Barcelona where there was more attacking. So it was a bit of a surprise he went there. He won the UEFA Cup though with Inter which I think was his only honour there. But uh, he stayed in Italy for two seasons and as Cruyff predicted he had a very difficult time there. They promised him a kind of a, a change of style actually when he arrived but it, it didn't quite happen and he didn't get on so well with his uh, with his teammates. I think Ruben Sosa certainly treated him as a rival rather than a colleague there was a little bit of uh, animosity there and he didn't have a great time with the Italian press either but Bruce Rioc rescued him Mm. Bruce Rick did, did rescue him. So in, in 52 games, uh, 52 appearances for, for Inter, he scored 11 goals. So not, not the best wow. time. But uh, Bruce Rick, you're right, came along in, in June 95 and signed him for £7.5 million. Took him, I think people forget, it actually took a little while. Not too long, but it did take a little while for him to yeah. adapt. Well, there was the a big thing. It took him a while to score, didn't it? He it did take him a while. Two in one game against Southampton, I believe. Do you That's remember right. him signing for like, Arsenal D.A. Jim? Yeah. I was in Las Vegas when he signed for them. What year was it? 90... 95. Oh, was it that early? God. Yeah. I mean, possibly one of the greatest players to have played in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, he, he won the Premier League, he, he won the, the FA Cup, it was the double in 97-98. He was voted PFA Player of the Year. And it, this is in September 97, he became the first and so far only player to have come first, second and third in Match of the Day's Goal of the Month competition. That's class. <laughs> and that was all from the same game, wasn't it? It was the same game, the hat-trick against Leicester City. Oh, I remember that hat-trick. <laughs> Glorious. What a hat-trick that was. Uh, Bergkamp was one of those sort of few players who genuinely could take your breath 
Hathaway. Yeah. 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 For, uh, international level and at club. The, for me, my favourite Dennis Bergkamp goal is is not from the Leicester game, but it's the, against Newcastle actually. Yeah. Where, um, where they sort of discussing whether he meant it or not. Yeah. I, I, I think from his body language, it does certainly look like he meant it. it. Yeah. But the way he's he actually doesn't because if he if he didn't mean it, his eyes would have followed where the ball went. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't. He just goes bump, does it, and turns round, and he's in his face. It's it looks as though it's said, expecting oh. it to be. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was Perez who said if you if you doubt if you doubt that that wasn't meant, then you don't know you don't know him well enough. You don't mm. know yeah. what he's like. You know. He won the double again in in 2002 with Arsenal, and uh, he won again the FA Cup in 2003, and the Premier League for a third time in 2004. He unfortunately never won a European trophy with Arsenal. He got to the UEFA Cup final in 2000 when they were beaten by Galatasaray on penalties, and of course um, he was uh, well, he was an unused substitute in uh, in 2006 Champions League final against Barcelona. What was a nice touch by Arsenal was that uh, on the 16th of April 2006, uh, which was a home match against West Bromwich Albion, the Arsenal supporters dedicated the day to, to Dennis Burkamp Day yeah. to commemorate his time at Arsenal. He and scored as well he in that did game. Score, and it was a lovely little one. Mm. Um, <laughs> Jamie Rennup said. Um, <laughs> So and that, that was a brilliant, and that was his last goal for Arsenal, which was uh, a fitting way to score mm. on, on the day dedicated to him yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in the last minute as well. He retired, as I said, after the, the Champions League final. So all in all, Burkamp scored 120 goals in, in 424 appearances and set up 166 goals in his Arsenal career, which makes him the top assist uh, maker in Premier League history. That's that wow, <laughs> that is a magnificent, and, yeah. and, and, that, and that really, really needs to be said because yes, he's, we've said earlier. He's, he wasn't the most pr- prolific of scorers, but what he brought mm. to the team yeah. is just unprecedented. He's he's a seems, player, he seems yeah. for a while, he seems to go like a season on, season off. I remember he'd get like 20, 25 one season, then he'd get eight or nine the next, but he'd obviously he was making loads the whole time. It was he's funny the way that worked wonderful out. wonderful player. Unplayable when he was yeah. on form. Yeah. Yeah. Completely unplayable. His first major tournament was Euro 92, where they lost on penalties to Denmark in the semi-final. And then, of course, they got to the quarter-final in, in 1994 in, in USA. But I'm sure we all remember the moment in 98 against Argentina in the quarterfinal mm. where uh, which was intriguingly the commentary the Dutch commentary was played at the end of the last show wasn't it Peter yeah I was uh, I was surfing for something else I was trying to find something else and I found that why not a lovely bit of work just whack it, it in, in there and I'll put big the goal where he sort of trying to break it down at the end he shinned it and sort of sliced it in I think it's yeah, yeah, it was yeah yeah quite bad Frank De Boer just humped a ball up to him De Boer De Boer De Boer and then it was backhand backhand that one he nutmegged Roberto Ayala on that goal he caressed the ball down and just touched it through his legs that's class wasn't it such a like the greatest first touch I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. Yeah, it's yeah, unbelievable. But yeah. that that goal was so good, and it's rare that the, the commentary matched it. Yeah, with Barry Davis. It was just, he was, yeah, he was like, you know, we've said a while ago on the show we talked about our favourite commentary moments, and mine was Barry Davis on that goal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> Davis couldn't believe his yeah. luck. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Pierce, incidentally, because obviously Argentina had eliminated England. He goes, Dennis Bergkamp has scored and surely put out Argentina and good bloody riddance. <laughs> yeah, non non bias. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you gotta love that. That is yeah. funny. And he and 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 what was even better as well about that goal is his, he he became the Dutch top scorer of all time, which was a record held by uh, Fast Wilkes with that goal. Oh, Clark, that's so, awesome. uh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, unfortunately, he after Euro two thousand when the Dutch reached the semi-finals, he he knew he wouldn't be able to travel to Japan and Korea because of his fear of flying, which um, I think has been such a big hindrance on Arsenal in Europe. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't go to away games for a while, could he? Yeah, would he drive? But obviously, like he'd get there and be exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. just be, Mental. If they were away in Turkey or something, that's yeah. not really an option. Yeah, <laughs> um, so is, that is mental, isn't it? <laughs> How many other players like uh, would not fly? Mr. T. It's 
almost like the sun tricked him into doing it, just so they could call him the non-flying Dutchman. Yeah. Oh, no. Poor. He should have hit the therapy or something like that. It's well, ap- apparently his um, fear of flying developed after the Dutch squad were involved in an incident concerning their flight to the World Cup in 1994 to America, and they were they were with a group of journalists, and, and so, some of them some of the journalists started making remarks about the long wait, wondering if there was a bomb on the plane and all this kind of stuff, and it just provoked a big panic amongst the passengers and, and in particular Burkamp apparently. I mean it, it, it reminded Burkamp of a plane crash which killed many um, Surinamese Dutch players when they flew to Suriname and it all kind of just escalated so it, I always thought it was actually something happened on board the plane but it wasn't. It was... It's a bit of an odd yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's an obvious idea, it's isn't it? I mean, it's accumulated. Because yeah, you get a lot of people yeah. who are a little bit scared of flying, but I mean, yeah. wouldn't go to that length. And the no. fact that he's gone to that length, he's basically almost arguably could cost him European glory. Yeah, I mean, it's, it would have made a, a difference. It's a shame. Mm. But in May 2008, he began a fast-track coaching diploma, studying under Arsene Wenger in London, I think. But he's, he's got a trainee role at Ajax. Yeah. Huntler said... He's a, he's a striker's coach at Ajax now, isn't he? Didn't Huntler say something? Well, Huntler didn't want to leave Ajax for that reason. He said he wanted to stay under... Was it Van Basten and Bergkamp, which mm. was, was the coaching sort of set up? Mm. Obviously, he did leave in the end. But yeah, but I mean, I'm not sure if Bergkamp is going to become, will be an Ajax manager in the near future. I mean, possibly. Yeah. You know, he's got, mm. he's, he's spent a lot of I time think he's there. going about it the right way. Wasn't he man- managing the Dutch B side or assistant yeah, management? Right. Yeah, he was managing yeah. them as well. Yeah. Like, I think it's wise to get those sort of assistance roles under your belt and just. Yeah, you know, yeah totally. I think it's fantastic when genuinely great players want to stay in the game. Yeah, you know? yeah. I've read something about Paul Scholes today saying he wants to stay in the game as well when he retires. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Alain, I've, I've got a couple of quotes here. Arsene Wenger said, Intelligence and class. Class is, of course, most of the time linked to what you can do with the ball, but the intelligence makes you use the technique in an effective way. It's like somebody who has a big vocabulary but doesn't say intelligent words and someone who has a big vocabulary but doesn't talk intelligently, and that's what Dennis is all about. What he does, there's always a head and always a brain, and his technique allows him to do what he sees and what he decides to do. Thierry Henry and Ian Wright says, I mean, Ian Wright, he said he's the messiah. <laughs> Which is, Ian uh, Wright is a lot of it. Yeah, but good, Thierry Henry nice said he's... Thierry Henry said he's the best player that he's ever played with. Never mind, he's played with Zidane and people yeah, yeah. like that. You yeah, know? Yeah. In, in April 2006, Simon Cooper in the Financial Times wrote, One night last year, some legends of Dutch football gathered for dinner in an Amsterdam house. Around midnight, conversation turned to an old question. Who was the du- best Dutch footballer ever? Dutchmen have been voted European Footballer of the Year seven times, which is more than any nationality except for Germany. Jan Mulder, a great centre-forward turned writer, said, Burkamp, he had the finest technique. Gus Hiddink, the great Dutch manager, nodded and so the matter was settled. <laughs> so, there's Burkamp. In he comes. In you come. There's Burkamp. There's Burkamp. There's Burkamp. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the football ramble for this time. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. We have a website, which is thefootballramble.com. We have a myspace.com forward slash footballramble. We have a group on Facebook. We have Last FM. We're on Twitter. Yeah, Luke is all over Twitter. Yeah, get involved mm. on Twitter. It's been fun the last couple of weeks. I've actually got, got, got the hang of it. Yeah. It's been all right. You had a bit of a set two of old Tim Lovejoy, yeah. didn't you? Caned him. Yeah. Yeah, overstepped the mark a little bit. You, <laughs> you, you he said, blocked us. You yeah. said something about you're the only man who's who's written more books than he's read. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah, he's only what? How many has he wrote? Two? One? Three? One? How many has he wrote? I think I think he's written one. I don't. I don't think he's written one. No, yeah, yeah, true. Someone wrote one, r- mm. written one for him. Someone R-ri- wrote it and one for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no highlights of Twitter. Highlights of Twitter over the last couple of weeks. Of you know, we've announced the T's. Twitter. We've had um, you know like favorite football player. Right, it's scintillating. Madness. <laughs> it's absolute madness. On, Get involved, kids. On Twitter. <laughs> but that leaves me to say say goodbye, James or Jim. Bye. Goodbye, Peter. Goodbye. Goodbye, Lukey. Yeah, bye. Uh, James or Jim and I are off to Rome. Peter and Luke are staying here for some man shenanigans. Bye.
Come here, Pete. Come here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.